Hi. Hi, Becky. Hi, Molly. We're really pleased today because we're joined by Emma from the University of Gloucestershire um, and she is an early years lecturer. Welcome, Emma. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking me for my very, very, very first podcast. Oh. Um, this is a first for me, a first actually ridiculously in lockdown. You think you'd be able to do podcasts all the time. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you, thank you for the invitation. I'm oh, delighted, it's, it's, delighted to be here. Thank you, Emma. We, we know like how fab you are at your job and we just wanted to explain today a little bit about what an early, early years lecturer does. So we're just exploring all the positions in early years. and, and sort of Absolutely, because I think it's really important that, that every early year enthusiast out there knows what different jobs and careers are available to them. Yeah. Totally, yeah, totally. So if we head straight in and just sort of think, what do you love about your job then, Emma? What do you love? Yeah, so it is, I mean, I've been teaching, I've been lecturing for five years um, oh. and I still absolutely feel it is, a, it is a total privilege working with the students that oh. I work. I absolutely do love, love my job. That's not to say in the early days, I really, really missed playing with children yeah. really missed it I thought it was one of the hardest things to, to give up but I think Aww. when I was then thinking about impact and we're all about impact in the early years you know getting the the, the biggest impact we possibly can that that actually the impact I can have is so much greater than it was when I was working directly with children you know in in setting I'd be working with 25 30 children you know, across the year as a lecturer, I can then be working with 60, 70, maybe even more students a year, and they are then working with 25 children. So, That's so the huge, impact isn't it? I can have is, is just so much greater, and that makes me feel a little bit better about not getting to play with, with children yeah. directly, that I'm upskilling uh, others to play more effectively with children to support their learning and development. So, oh, that's so it is. It is that is the the, the privilege. Um, and I say what I probably lo you know, love most as any educator. It's all about relationships. When you're working with two, three year olds, it's about building those relationships. When you're working with five, six year olds, it's about building relationships. And when you're working with students, it's no different. And I would say. When those students cross the stage at graduation after three years, I couldn't say I'm prouder than their parents, but I certainly <laughs> am as proud because you know the challenges that they have faced, you know, each individual student, how hard they've worked and just to see their development, their growth, their increased professionalism, their increased skill with working with children and knowing that you've had a small part in it you know is that, is just the best feeling ever oh, as, as it is in any teaching position oh that is that is lovely that's it's really nice to understand why you actually teach and I think that the impact like you say the more children you can impact yeah it's all that, about impact in early yeah, years yeah. I mean, when funding is is being eroded we just have to make sure that we are the best professionals that we can be to, to, to maximize the difference we can make to, to, to young children's immediate lives but their long-term futures oh, too totally yeah. so what do you teach then emma what's your so yes i i teach a lot i only work part-time so i only you know, work three days a week but i i uh, predominantly teach so i cross so level four level five and level six um at level four um i lead and teach a, 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 a psychology module psychology of childhood uh, which runs semester one through to semester two where we're really looking at um how children develop in the prime areas so how they develop physically how their communication and language develops and of course how they develop in their personal social and emotional um development mm -hmm. 
Um, and we also then do look at um, learning theories, how children develop cognitively. Yeah, so Piaget, Vygotsky, Skinner, Bandura, so all the sort of yeah, the major theorists we look at. Um, and that that course, it's a it's a delight to teach. Actually, it gives the students a real solid grounding in child development you know, so that they can then approach other issues as we work through the course with a you know a lot more understanding so that's level four that's a, that's that's a really good foundation then that you're talking yeah, about it's, that's it's, really... it's, it's, a, it's, it's a quarter of their their course actually i mean i i team teach it so i i um i'm not a tutor for it but i team teach it with an, with another lecturer and it just it just really set the firm foundations that students can then build on at level five and, and level six that's so good because then... i don't think people really sort of know do they what what early years how early years sort of progresses and, and where our background is sometimes so it's really nice to get that understanding and understand the an unpick how yeah. children I mean I think one of the beauties about an ECS degree actually is just how multidisciplinary it is uh, you know I mean I teach on the psychology course um, but we also ha you know have a sociology course you will look at professional you know practice so we are drawing from all sorts of different areas um, you know which then you know, give students the opportunity after they graduate not only to go into setting if that's you know if that's what they want that's great but they can also go into all sorts of other different different careers too so um, i was going to ask emma i was going to say so ecs is the early childhood studies that's right yeah. yes and, and do you um have that sort of data so typically where do the graduates go in in terms of work oh so so we do have a long list of 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 um, careers that students go into. Some some go on to PGCs and become primary teachers. Yeah. Um, a lot do initially go into into nurseries. You know, with the aim then to, to, to go into management after they've got enough practical experience under their belt. Mm -hmm. Some then do um, go on to further studies. They do do masters in in play therapy, in in speech and language therapy. Actually, that, that mm -hmm. some are looking to to then really refine their skills. Um, we had one student two years ago, I just think it's the best job ever, that she is a local um, business in Cheltenham, that she um, became the consultant for toy manufacturer, you know, so oh, when they wow. were manufacturing toys and designing toys, yeah. oh, she was amazing. the expert yeah. to say which areas that it would support, yes, obviously for their marketing, but also to give them guidance on, on, on how they could develop different areas of their products. That's so, I mean, who would have thought that would be a, a career you that just, you would then have the expertise to go into? You just yeah. wouldn't think that. That's amazing, isn't it? And actually, to, for, the, for that manufacturer had to have the foresight to actually think, do you know what, we're going to get somebody who really knows what they're talking about in this no, area. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That probably leads yeah. on to then sort of, why do we, why do you think we need, this is playing a little bit of devil's advocate. Yeah, people say, why do well, we need yeah, it? Yeah, why do we yeah. need it? Because lots of people in, in early years say, I mean, well. I, I, I would say, I mean, we absolutely, totally and utterly desperate need it I mean I think it is it's all part of the professionalization of the early years workforce we we are a very unrecognized professional workforce in pay and in status but I think everybody that works in early years is absolutely totally utterly aware of the importance mm. of the job that they do that the impact that they have you know is is for a child's lifetime um, and I think the we know from the Epi project. And we're going to talk about research yeah, later. Yeah. But you know, Kathy Silver's Epi project that that what we do in the early years absolutely, utterly makes a difference. And the better qualified staff are, the better quality interactions they have with the children, the better they set up their learning environment, the better the outcomes for the children. You know, they will be stronger, better learners. They will be you know, more resilient. That they will be, you know, more person. You know, I mean, all the all the 
outcomes that we're looking to um, to work towards are better with a more qualified workforce. And you think for an ECS degree, you've got three years to to think deeply about the theory and about the issues surrounding working with children, their families, and their communities. And so, it's you know, for the students itself, it puts them in a fantastically strong position to work effectively with you know with the children and families that they will go on to work with in whatever capacity that they, they they choose to do so and i think i think that's fantastic i think the way you've summed that up is fantastic and i think to just sort of slightly go back to the professionalism of early is that something that we're really passionate about that's that's why we have I, that, thriving. I, mean, I think exactly what you're, what you're doing with thriving languages is absolutely part and parcel of that whole drive to to get adults being more aware of you know of how to support children's learning and development and I think it's CPD is hugely important and and yeah we put the CPD in before they 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 go into the workplace and you put the CPD in you know whilst whilst they're working. So so when when the um, students are studying for sort of early years do they look at sort of how to create professionalism in early years as well so how to how to sort of get people to understand what they actually do is that what is that one of the modules or so so we do we um we do look at how to you know in working with families and communities how to communicate to them effectively what good early years practice looks like what good parenting looks like um and i think there's one particular model i don't teach it my my office buddy michelle teaches it on um promoting uh well-being for children Mm. and that the um, the assignment they have to produce to pass the module is they have to create a website which is aimed at parents to tackle one area of well-being, whether that's healthy eating, whether that's being more physically active, whether that's you know, some some area of mental health. But it's you know the aim of it is to have experience building a website because that may be well even if you're not yeah. building a website you may well be curating a website but also the tone that you need when you're speaking to parents and how it's not about telling them what to do but giving them the information that they need and the support and the encouragement you know for them to make their own choices and to be respectful of the choices that parents then do go on to make so say- yes we we do we look quite carefully at how how to be effective within the role as well you know with parents and communities as well as with with children and that's brilliant isn't it and being that advocate that just like this is what yeah. early years is so, so yeah. leading on from that what is your favorite piece of research then Emma? oh gosh no i know when you say, warn me about research like, oh, which which do i choose <laughs> there are just so so many i've mentioned the epi project which kind of was the first one because that just confirms everything we know about how important you know, quality interactions are quality learning experiences. Um, and then I secured, well, shall, shall, shall I sort of talk about the whole growth mindset research? Because that, you know, the Carol Dweck research is just absolutely fascinating. So if any listeners out there, if growth mindset doesn't mean anything to you yet, the power of yet is something you absolutely definitely need to, right. to, to find out about. Um, but I'd say the one thing, I, I, the, the one piece of research I did then, then, then pick out, it came out... 2018, so so two years ago from MIT in in the states. Um, Bex, you'll you'll know, know all about this anyway as a speech and language therapist. But I just thought it was to get the message out there. It might be good to highlight it. So MIT, you know, neuroscientists in MIT, they were studying children's language development, um, and 
you know, there's obviously huge concern over what's perceived as the word gap, you know, the children coming yeah. from you know, disadvantaged backgrounds as opposed to children coming from advantaged backgrounds. And, you know, I think the message is very, very out there that for children to learn language, they have to be spoken to. You know, you can't learn language unless you are exposed to it. But I think what this research then really um, pushed forward is it's not just about hearing language. It's about the back and forth exchanges. But right. actually what the, the research project that they then set up was to monitor how how long the back and forth exchanges lasted between parents and children and whether the whether it's two or three back and forths whether it's four or five and whether that actually had an impact on children's language near development and they found that the length of back and forth was more important than the breadth of vocabulary the amount of speech that the, the children were exposed to that the one thing that made the biggest difference was that back and forth and you know obviously being neuroscientists they were sort of mapping the brain and oh. seeing that the the broccoli area of the uh, uh, the brains being the bit that you know is responsible for language was it's just much more alive that you know the, the neurons are firing when a child is responding is listening to what's being said and thinking a response is required oh, you know, so i think just mm. just that back and forth because it is well, I mean, I'm speaking to the converted here. I know with, with both of you, but but you know, to, the, to the wider audience, that that not just speaking at children, although that can be obviously in certain situations really helpful for their language development, but really having a conversation where you say something, they say something, you say something, they say something, and that even starts from babies. You know, you who, they yeah. who, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I was going to say it's, that we always use the word dynamic. It's a dynamic process. And yeah. we often say, don't we, Beck, when we're yeah. doing our training, if it was just about amount of words, then we could just sit children in front of TV or iPads. We know it doesn't work. So it, yeah. is, it is understanding that it, it's dynamic. And, and children, yeah, it's the most important thing is children having a responsive adult to come back so that they, they understand that their utterances or their sounds, whatever development they're at, level they're at, that it's valued and it's there's there's a reason there's a reason to communicate because somebody values that and will give you something back so it is it's almost that really basic cause and effect isn't it absolutely absolutely um, and, it, and it goes to the heart of their personal social emotional development as well just mm -hmm. that that whole it sets them up for, for for sharing you know that and i think that the more we can get the message out there that even with a baby give them space to respond before yeah. you then you know you, you know you say something to whatever it is that you know whatever game it is you're playing but i think we would have you know a greater you know, the children themselves would have a greater basis for their, their communication language i've got a, a really a really lovely picture in my head now of, of the of the uh, most amazing setting where children are allowed and, ena and enabled to just have those conversations and the routine is so flexible and you've got and that is the key piece of research that you've just said because actually to have to have the time for a child and for an adult in a conversation is truly wonderful isn't it and actually that's what your basis of practice should be on it's like how do we create this natural conversation like we're having now how is that created it's not in setting when totally. you've got when you've got snack to prepare and deliver yeah. and yeah, yeah. Sign, well is on well is off and, but and, and all of, that's it. it's, yeah. it's not it should all be part of it yeah mm. it, it's not getting caught up it should all be part of it it should be that natural conversation needs to run through the whole of the day and actually you'd have such a, a better better time doing that yeah. so yeah. emma 
can I just ask you again, for, for people that are not in um, any sort of academic institute currently, is there somewhere that, that people can go to find up-to-date research? Where would you signpost people? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, because obviously we're, we're very much on the academic journals, which unless you're a member of the university, you don't necessarily yeah. get access to. I mean, can you just, can you... Well, the early education, I would say, is absolutely brilliant. They they produce, um, every month, they produce a kind of, you know, a pack of links to current research. Right. Um, we, you know, so I, I think you'd probably need to be a member of early education. Mm. Um, I can't really remember how much it costs, but I don't think it's that costly, and it is an absolutely brilliant organisation yeah, to, good, to be a member of. Tactics, another another organisation, I think that that has a lot of you know, it involved, gets involved in a lot of research, and then you know, makes their their research freely available. So both of those, early education and tactic, I would I would recommend. And, and also, so not not to be intimidated by. Sometimes when you read a journal article, it yeah. can intimidating can't it but yeah absolutely and I think it's it's even if you just read the, the abstract yes. you know you will have probably have got you know for, for you know for non-academic purposes what you need to put yes. it into 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 practice yes yeah, so you don't need to have all the statistics at your at your fingertips uh, yeah um, tips. so Emma that's really really lovely where if anybody wanted any more inf- information on early childhood studies where could they go to and sort of how do they get how do they get in contact with you Yes, yeah, so so the university website www.gloss.ac.uk. Um, if you go onto that and then then search for early childhood studies, it will take us you know, to, to our course page um, with all our contact details. And we are always absolutely um, you know, well always interested in, in having people contact us yeah. for, for more information. Um, I think it's, we've got a Facebook page, our, our ECS um, course Facebook page, which is for alumni and present students, but also for the wider ECS community. Um, and that's um, Claire, you know, my other, other colleague in, in the department. She's absolutely brilliant at keeping keeping that really up to date. So that's a wow. really good source of, of, of information. And actually research. We do sort of put links to, to current current research there as well. So that's a really um, good page to explore. And I'll put the links yeah. on the bottom of the yeah. of the sort of information for the podcast as well. Yeah. But I, and if I may, just as a yeah. last plug for these, ECS, <laughs> ECS degrees generally are absolutely you know, vital and essential. But ECS at the University of Gloucestershire, we we did this year we were um, on student satisfaction we were fifth in the whole university for we got 97 percent student satisfaction oh, so, so we love what we do and the students love what we do so, oh. so please do come and study with us you will have an absolutely fab time oh that's brilliant and, and we we was pop we quite often pop in and do a lecture or something for absolutely. you don't you so you'll, do you get well, to well obviously our 97 is partly you're down to, down to you Becky <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> and we're going to do the teaching that you did which was was absolutely fantastic oh thank you oh thank you oh it's been so lovely to chat to you thank you thank you thank you for inviting me Bye -bye. Bye bye bye